Hi, this is David Flowers, Senior Pastor at Grantham Church, an intergenerational convergent third-way congregation with the Brethren in Christ U.S. and located in Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania. I want to thank you for listening to our podcast and for following the sermons that I and many others preach at Grantham. This is a free podcast and it'll always be that way, but if you'd like to give and help further the work we're doing for the kingdom, we'd greatly appreciate it. If you want to do that, you can do that by going to granthamchurch.org and clicking on the giving tab. Whether you're a member of our church or you're listening as a parishioner, it's our greatest desire that you would encounter Jesus and be changed by the good news wherever you are. Anyway, God bless you, and I hope you enjoy the podcast. Good morning. Some of you may have, whether you're watching virtually or here live in person, have no idea who I am and why I'm up here. My name is Douglas Curry. I serve as the worship ministries pastor over at Messiah University. I'm also a faculty member there. I'm also a member of this church. And our family has been worshiping here for nearly a decade. And so we consider ourselves part of this family. I'm also the husband to Heidi, whether she likes it or not. And I am dad to Nathaniel and Samuel and Daniel. And fortunately, we were able to travel, some of us, over these holiday times. Um, I I heard from someone this morning, um, this is not necessarily the Omicron variant, this is the holiday variant that we're dealing with uh, during this holiday season, before we get to pie, whatever the next variant is of COVID. But we've been able to travel a bit. Not exactly the same as we did in perhaps pre-pandemic times, but fortunately, we've been able to travel and visit relatives and be with friends. When I was much younger, we navigated our way using maps of varying kinds. So if you've only ever looked at a map on your phone, you may not know that those who were older than you used to drive around with an earlier form of distracted driving we would pull these things out, and then AAA came up with this thing called a triptych. You may recall the AAA. I loved the AAA triptych. It was this sort of uh, bound set of maps, and every 60 miles or so, it would show you your journey. Whether you were going somewhere or finding your way back home. And if the way was blocked off by construction or something, or there was a speed trap, the triptych would indicate that. Somebody would stamp it or highlight the particular area. If there was an unforeseen accident, though, you had no idea. But the triptych had an inside flap, so that if you encountered an accident, you could find your way to your destination by another route. Now today we use digital GPS of a variety of ways. Waze is one of them, right? We have Google Maps, we ask Siri, 
This is uh, an image from, from a phone of the app called Waze, which shows you the similar kinds of things that you might have seen on a triptych. When you open the Waze app, the first option that you can choose is your home address. And no matter where I travel in the world, whenever I open up that app, my home address is always the first one that's available. It does give me different options, different routes for getting to home. Some that avoid tolls, some that might be deemed more scenic, and the like. But it's designed to get me home, perhaps by another way. Well, in today's passage that Dave read for us from Matthew 2, we see the Magi responding to the revelation of God and then being warned in a dream about Herod's impending plans they return home by another way. It probably wasn't the way that they intended to go home. It probably wasn't the way that they had planned to go home. It might not have even been the way that they had chosen to find their way back home. Nevertheless, they followed and were faithful to what was indicated to them was to be the way home. They followed the counsel in the dream, which may not at first seem like it was their choice, but they could have chosen not to follow the counsel from the dream. What if home for any of us is perhaps not by our own choosing? Have you ever thought about that? Does this mean that it might represent a negative reality of some kind? Or that it might not necessarily be God's will? Well, as we've walked through our Advent and Christmas worship series, home obviously can mean very different things. It can bear different kinds of realities for all of us. And I'd like to tell you a little bit about my own personal story, which is, of course, uniquely mine, but also, I think, representative of an eternal reality into which all of us have found home. I was born at a very young age. <laughs> You've heard that one before. I was also placed in my home at a very young age, a day and a half to be exact. I was adopted. My parents were foster parents. They were unable to have children of their own. And they, they were foster parents for several years, and we have pictures uh, from when I was young of all of these other humans who were in my house, who were not my family. Fred, for example, who had 
very bright red hair, and he used to pull me up when I was in the crib by my hair. So in case you're wondering, what happened? Here are a few pictures. So here's young me. I was cute at one point. By the way, I recently lost a front tooth, um, so it's, you know, womb to the tomb, these things happen. Pictures of my adopted brother and sister and my adoptive parents. So those are my parents, Mort and Rhoda. They have gone to be with the Lord. Um, this is my home, my home that I grew up in in Sarasota, Florida. I'm heading to Florida tomorrow, by the way. I'm so sorry for the rest of you. And then this is a picture of our family after we grew up for a while. So my brother and my sister are also adopted, but we're not biologically related. But you know, I've never referred to my parents as anything other than my parents. Meaning, I've never said these are my adoptive parents. Now, there's nothing inherently wrong with saying, these are my adoptive parents. I was just never treated by my parents as though I was anything other than their son. As a matter of fact, I used to recall uh, going to the grocery store with my mom, Publix, if you've ever been to Publix, um, and these people used to walk past us, and, and their eyes would get big, and they would look down at me, and they would say, is that the baby? And I was like eight or 12 years old. I'm like, what, do, is there another child somewhere? Um, because there was a community of faith in the church in which we were raised of people who would partner together in prayer for those of us who needed to be adopted. And when someone adopted them, they would, they would commit to one another to pray for that particular family. To me, mom and dad have always just been mom and dad. Adoption is an earthly, physical, and familial reality, and it's also a deeply biblical and eternal one. I'd like to invite you to take your Bibles, either the one that you brought with you or the one that's next to your Waze app on your phone, or the one that's in the pew in front of you, and it turned to Ephesians chapter 1. And if you don't know where that is and you're in the pew Bible, it's page 946. Praise be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ.
I'm going to say that verse again. Praise be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. And now I'm going to invite you to do some work with me. Perhaps the year of 2022 could be a year of scripture memory for you. So I want us to memorize this verse together. This is the key verse at the beginning of this passage. So repeat after me if you would. Praise be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. You're just so excited about it. I can hear it in your voice. Second part, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms. Who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Okay, now don't look at it. That would be cheating. So try to do the whole thing with me, okay? Praise be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Again, praise be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. It continues. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will to the praise of his glorious grace which he has freely given us in the one he loves. The biblical Greek word here for adoption is huiothesia. Looks pretty easy, right? Huiothesia. It's a combination of two Greek words combined to mean placed as a son or a daughter because we know that in the Roman world, occasionally women were also eligible for adoption because we see this in Galatians chapter 3. This word, huiothesia, is used five times in the New Testament. It always refers, always, to what God has done for God's people. He has chosen us. He's adopted us into his home. Adoption, it's not merely a New Testament dimension, of course. We see in the Hebrew Bible that Moses was adopted by Pharaoh's daughter. Esther was adopted by her uncle Mordecai. And in both cases, interestingly enough, earthly and eternal royalty became part of their newfound reality. Do you know that old song? I'm a child of the king, a child of the king, with Jesus my Savior. I'm a child of the king. 
That song starts, my father is rich in houses and lands. He holds the very earth in his hands. I recall us singing in this very space a few years ago, and I think we surrounded the sanctuary. I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. Do you remember that? Well, it might be not among our most favorite Christian songs, we somehow sang with an inspired understanding that the words transcended the reality of what was happening in this particular room. As we sang, we were reminded of those who had gone before us. It's that great cloud of witnesses. Reminded of the heritage of faith that had birthed all of us into the faith of which we're a part. And it reminded us of the Christians around the globe to which we are interconnected. The concept of earthly home changes over the years, of course. The home in which I was raised in Sarasota eventually gave way to a college home at Messiah, And then when Heidi and I were married, look at that. Anybody know where that is? What? That's the Grantham Church, now the Hostetter Chapel on campus. We started a new home. Did I choose my first earthly home with Fred and Rhoda Curry? No, I did not. Was I formed into the man I eventually would become through the nurture of that home? Of course. Did I choose the new home that Heidi and I started in the Grantham Church in October of 1991? Well, I needed to say yes, right? Will you do this? Yes, I will do this. But God obviously had much more in store for our new home than either of us had ever imagined. Realities that have shaped and transformed us into the people and family we are today. So, what's the big deal? Well, I'm hoping that today we all encounter and engage an epiphany. We see our larger realities in the larger narrative of God's story. We see our earthly homes, perhaps ones not of our own choosing, something that still becomes what we call home. Perhaps, like the Magi, by another way. This doesn't mean this way is easy. In fact, Jesus himself said, in this life, 
you will have trouble. Those who've been adopted in an earthly sense and those of you who've done the adopting, you can attest to the lifelong challenge in both parts of that reality. But we have a biblical and eternal reality of adoption as sons and daughters of the king. Immediately after Jesus said, in this life you will have trouble, he then said, what? I can't hear you. But take heart. I have overcome the world. Back to Ephesians 1. Let's see how well you memorized it. Ready? Are you ready? It starts with, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Are you ready? Yes. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. It is in the life, the death, and the resurrection of Christ, Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us, that we can begin a new calendar year with some measure of joy and thanksgiving. You see, our adoption has both an intensely personal and also a communal family of God reality to it. Hear how Paul continues in Ephesians after informing us of our eternal adoption. Turn back again to Ephesians chapter 1. I'm going to start at verse 11. Ephesians 1:11. In him we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will in order that we who were the first to put our hope in Christ might be for the praise of His glory. And you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked in Him with the seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who was a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of His glory. Ephesians 2, starting at verse 4. But because of His great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ, seated us with Him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. Are you getting excited yet? No, I'm still tired from the holidays. It's okay. Down to verse 12, 212. Remember that at that time you were separate from Christ excluded from citizenship in Israel and foreigners to the covenants of the promise, without hope, without God in the world. 
But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. And then down to verse 19. Consequently, you and I are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. In him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. Recognizing our adoption, it gives us a new conception of home. It helps us to recognize what enormous privileges and responsibilities we have to be sent out into the world as God's children to fulfill the mystery of his will. Nobody knows what tomorrow holds. To know the love that surpasses knowledge and to recognize, yet not I, but Christ in me. It is through the power of the Holy Spirit, working with Christ in us, that enables us to receive and to give God's immeasurable love. You probably remember the Matt Redman song, Blessed Be Your Name, has the lyrics, when the sun's shining down on me, when the world's all as it should be, blessed be your name. It also includes the lyric, when I'm found in the desert place, though I walk through the wilderness, blessed be your name. Whether it's Delta or Omicron or perhaps the soon-to-emerge Pi, debilitating disease, perhaps mental and emotional distress, or whether life is just phenomenal for you. We walk as children of the King. And seeing home as a journey with and to the King, with challenges to be sure, but with the hope and grace of God walking with us through the power of His Spirit, this gives us the opportunity to do what the Scriptures ask us to do, to do justice, to love mercy, to walk humbly with our God. So what difference does it make? What difference can it make in our lives, whether you're young, old, or some version in between. This makes a difference in your life. But I want us to take a minute in silence
to think about what difference this can make. Perhaps for you, it's a newfound reality of, oh my gosh, I have worth because I'm a child of the king. Perhaps it's another kind of recognition that other people, including the ones that we don't think very highly of, also have worth because they're a child of the king. That since Christ was before the foundation of the world, perhaps the entire creation, the whole cosmos, is something to be treasured and valued and cared for because it is our home, and it's the home of the king. What is it that this reality can translate into you, into and for you in 2022? Take a moment, write it on the back of your bulletin, put it on the message part of your phone, Take a moment in silence. What is it that this adoption can translate for you? Before you do that, let's say our verse together. Praise be in the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because of Christ. I may have just mixed part of that up. But you get the point. Take a moment, reflect. What is it? What difference can this make for you? Maybe in the new year, every morning when you wake up, whether it's right as you're getting out of bed, for some of us that's challenging to even think when we get right out of bed, or so maybe it's when you're in the shower or brushing your teeth or whatever. Maybe before you take the next step, whether it's physically or mentally, you just stop and either say aloud or to yourself, Praise be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us in the heavenly realms, who has given us every spiritual blessing in Christ.
One of the things that our family did in the last couple of days that we haven't done for a few years because we haven't had gatherings of any kind was to do puzzles. They're, they're very challenging for some of us. Okay? <clears throat> One of the advantages of doing a puzzle is regardless of where you stand, and especially when you move around the puzzle, or if you leave the puzzle to take a break, like I have to take a break, just saying, and then I come back, what happens when you return or when you move? I can't hear you. You see it in a new way. It's called perspective. Recognizing that we are adopted as sons and daughters of the King should grant us new perspective in how we live and how we think. We who were once far away from home, we have been brought near by the blood of Christ. So now together as the family of God in this place, as adopted sons and daughters of the King, let's turn our attention to celebrate the table of Emmanuel, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ.